It was exactly 12.01 a.m., April 1st, a.k.a. April Fool's Day. As so-and-so, Augie Papnia and I were crouched in a dark hallway on the second floor of our Cal Island home. Each of us held a screwdriver in our hand and nothing else. We didn't need anything else. We knew exactly where to be at which times and we even brought wristwatches so we could synchronize them. For the past week or so, we had gotten up at exactly 12.01 to perform a dry run of our prank. We were going to steal every single door from our commune home on Cal Island. This all started last year. You see, the Cal Island home has been expanded quite a bit in its lifetime. Back porches become rooms which become foyers or closets or just about anything else. What this leaves us with is a variety of windows, steps, and door frames that seem out of place. For example, the door frame from our kitchen to the back meeting room is empty, no door. Now, this doesn't really matter that much. Nobody wants a door there. That's a common path. Of course, this made it the perfect target for an April Fool's prank. Last year, someone put a door in the frame. Overnight, a door materialized out of nowhere. Now when we want to go into the meeting room, we have to set down our orange juice or ham sandwich on the countertop just so we can have a free hand to open this damn door. It was especially hard for Augie. She has a good understanding of the house and has been able to move through it blind for years. Then this new door pops up and she's banging into it for the next week. We were pretty frustrated at this. This prank needed retaliation. So we planned. We planned for nearly the entire year. We were going to remove all the doors from Cal Island. Well, uh, barring bathrooms and bedrooms. We knew exactly how long it would take for us to dismantle a door. With three people, 45 seconds. We mapped out every door location in the house. We did trial runs late at night, seeing which route was the fastest. We decided to start on the first floor and work our way up. The hardest part wasn't removing the doors, it was figuring out what to do with them afterwards. We would have dozens and dozens and dozens of doors, we, we couldn't just leave them in a spare room or something. The goal was to create more space for everyone. Of course, the answer was right in front of us the whole time. The ocean. You see, doors are perfectly designed to float in the ocean. Early humans would sail the sea to find new land, build a home, and then literally use their boat as the door. While boats and doors have differed in design since then, they are still largely interchangeable with one another. This means that we could make a fleet of door boats to explore the ocean. We could take the doors, set them into the water, give them a couple sails, and tie them to the dock. Nobody really goes to the dock anyways. They'd be out of the way and safe, and when we were all done, we could let them loose into the ocean. Floating and exploring, just like doors did in the early days. After all this planning, it was finally time to execute the perfect prank. That brings us back to S.O. and So, Augie Papnia and myself squatting with screwdrivers in front of the front door. We made great time, taking it down in just 40 seconds. We set it out on the lawn. We wanted a few more before we made our trip to the dock. Door after door, we dismantled. It was going perfectly. Before we entered the kitchen, Augie stopped us. This was the door. The door that was mysteriously placed there. The door that caused her so much trouble the year prior. I've got this one, she challenged as she cracked her knuckles. As she entered the room, she noticed an unforeseen obstacle. Tommy B, a vagrant in his own home, was asleep on the kitchen floor. Tommy B doesn't believe in permanence, so he doesn't have a bathroom. 
He just falls asleep wherever he ends up, and tonight he ended up right in front of that dreaded door. Augie was walking, completely oblivious to the fact that she was going to step right on Tommy B. I put into motion our backup plan for situations like this. I took out one of the screws from my pocket and tossed it into the kitchen. The moment Augie heard the screw clack on the linoleum, she stopped, foot hovering above Tommy B's hand. I tapped the ground repeatedly in Morse code. Tommy, asleep, step longer. Augie extended her foot up and over Tommy B and then gently back down. She didn't move quite far enough and her foot tapped his shoulder before she pulled it back up and a little further out. Tommy B didn't wake up to this. He was a heavy sleeper. It's not like somebody stepped on his hand or anything. Once Augie was on the other side of the door, it was time to do some dismantling. I'll tell you what, anger is one heck of a motivator. She took that door apart in 29 seconds. Blind. We had never managed to break sub-30 in our own practices with three people, let alone one. It was impressive. One for the books, for sure. We made our way through the rest of the house, bringing doors outside, loading them up on each other, then dragging them to the docks once we had a nice stack. We had just made a trip to the dock, adding some sails while we were there, and were returning to the house when we realized we only had one door left. Just in time, too. The sun was starting to rise and people would be waking up soon. The last door was to the attic stairs, where Baby New Year was staying. Just like we practiced, we layered on top of each other, each removing one of the three hinges. Esso and So grabbed the top, Augie got the middle, and I was crouched down at the bottom. We had to hurry. People would be waking up any minute and we had to change from our black sneaky spy outfits into our pajamas so no one would think it was us. We unscrewed the hinges, pulled the door off, and were met by Baby New Year standing behind it. They wore a coat and had two suitcases absolutely overloaded with their stuff. They seemed a little shocked to see me. Oh, hi, baby New Year. What's going on? New Year squinted their eyes and responded, I'm moving to the mainland. We talked about this. Right, of course. I, I got so caught up in the door heist, I completely forgot. New Year was moving out. They had spent their first few months on the island, but now they were all grown up, looking for jobs, looking for love, looking to live a little before December. Can I help you with your bag? New Year pulled a wry smile. Sure. We left the door leaning up against the hallway there. I grabbed the larger of the suitcases and bethunked it down the stairs. It was a lot easier to get to the first floor. There were no doors forcing us to stop, set down the luggage, and open them. It was just unobstructed access to the front porch. You know, I remember when Julia Sawbone found you on the porch. It felt like it was just the other week. And it was, more or less. Baby New Year was only a few months old. While their temporal age was quite young, they're all grown up. Baby New Year is about 24 in human years. They've been learning their whole life, making art, figuring out how to drive and survive, and now they have enough skills to try their hand at the world. We walked to the docks. All the doors were floating with a patchwork sail and stick poking off the top. We uh, prepared this fleet for you, you know, for you and, and your luggage. Baby New Year smiled and hugged me. 
We helped them lift each piece of luggage onto its own door boat and then fastened it with spare rope and chains. We linked all of the door boats to the lead. Alright, you're all loaded up. Are you going to say goodbye to everyone? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I got this luggage thing sorted out. I wasn't sure how I'd bring everything over. This door boat plan was a really ingenious idea. I patted them on the shoulder. Thanks, pal. It was around this time we heard shouting from the house. My guess is people woke up and realized that all the doors were missing. They came rushing outside angry, but pacified when they saw Baby New Year standing by the fleet. Everyone, thank you. You have all been so kind to me growing up. It's time that I leave and make something of myself, but you will always be my family. I'll be sure to visit sometime soon. The whole collective waved and hugged and cried goodbyes and assurances. Sophie Rivera took a few pictures for prosperity. As the boats began sailing off, Sumpra Pepina shouted something to Baby New Year. Watch out for the fairies! They'll cause waves! He laughed and nodded, both assuringly and dismissively. The kind of laugh and nod that says, Yes, I know, but I love you all the more for telling me again. Goodbye, Baby New Year. Stay in touch, okay? Of course, they said. You're not getting rid of me that easy. This is my home, my family. I'll, I'll see you sometime soon. And with that, they pulled the ropes from the dock. A wind picked up just then to push Baby New Year to the mainland. I shouted and I love you over the ruckus. And I'd like to think they shouted it back as well. You just listened to Door Debacle from Newton's Darkroom Presents. The story was written, produced, and narrated by myself, Talon Stradley. The music was written by A Mighty Rabbit. You can listen to more of A Mighty Rabbit's music by finding them on Spotify or by visiting amightyrabbit.bandcamp.com. This has been a production of Newton's Dark Room. For more information on NDR, our other shows, transcripts, extras, and more, visit newtonsdarkroom.com or follow us on social media at Newton's Dark Room. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month.